You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. So Nicola Talent uh, writing about the characters, the murder, the mayhem, the money of our cocaine problem in this country. Cocaine Cowboys is the name of the book. And Nicola, like like a lot of your previous work, it reads like a novel. And you have to remind yourself several times, this is reality. This is our country. This isn't what you're making up. This is true. It's all happened and it's pretty horrible. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sometimes fact is stranger than fiction, as they say. Um, Yes, look, we have a massive big cocaine problem here in the supply and in the demand. And obviously we have really kind of hit the international stage, global cocaine trafficking with the Kinahan Organised Crime Group, which started off as a street gang and within a couple of decades have ended up at the very, very top of this industry and sanctioned by the US. So we're very much on the map when it comes to cocaine. And obviously Cork has been sort of an area which has been blighted by it from the very beginning. Yeah, your story starts first, really back in 1993 with a, a man who's now retired from politics, Jim O'Keefe, standing up in the dial to warn about our coastline. Yeah, it does. Like, you know, and, and it was interesting for me as the book was finished and, you know, we were preparing to publish that, that MV Matthew, it was like as if it had come for full circle because, of course, the first seizures of cocaine and kind of significant ones were down around Cork. And then we had a lot of um, incidents of bad weather and various other things with ships coming in to, to berth around the harbours and obviously been found to have been, um, you know, all the insides taken out of them and packed with cocaine. And we see from the beginning, from the early 90s, I think that we're more concerned about cannabis, but actually we've no idea what's coming at us with the cocaine. Um, and those few decades have been a cocaine gold rush into Europe when the South Americans saw Europe as a growth market. And, you know, they they have been obviously pushing the, the, the coke this direction ever since and to a very, very willing marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, Ireland comes out regularly at the top of these reports you see from the UN or from, sorry, from the UN or from Europol as being some of the highest users in the, in the globe of, yeah. of cocaine. Right. Um, going which is the, just yeah. extraordinary, really. Going through the book, Nicola, while re- you, you talk about the Kinnahans and you talk about tragedy like Katie French and the, the awful murder of that young lad, Keen Mulready Woods, among others, and you bring us through this cast of characters, I get the impression from it that you want to 
get a strong message across to the casual user, the person who takes a line or two instead of or in or with a point on a Saturday night. You're feeding this. For sure. And I mean, this is a message that just doesn't seem to connect with people. You see, with cocaine, you have this situation that you have the regular day-to-day users of it who are a lot of them polydrug users. They may have addiction issues. They'll buy whatever is available. And then you have this weekend financial boom for the dealers, which is middle-class people with their money in their pocket going out to let their hair down and they're buying a bag of 70 euro 100 euro of cocaine or whatever some of them it'll do them the night some of them it'll do them the weekend but they just have this complete disconnect of where that money's going and i think they just feel sure look it's just a drop in the ocean what is my 100 quid in this bigger picture but of course all those 100 quids come together um, and create these billionaires who are very immoral people and who are sending all this misery back down the lines. And the point I was sort of trying to make was that, you know, the underworld, as we call it, and middle class and high society kind of collide when it comes to cocaine. And you, you see that happening with the, you know, the social users and then the, the dealers kind of coming together almost sometimes. But I think the middle class users of the drug they go home and they close the door and they get up on a Monday morning, go out to work and they're not walking out into these neighbourhoods that have been blighted by drugs because they don't live in them. Yeah. You know, and then you'll have these neighbourhoods where people are trying to rear children who are being literally radicalised by gangs on the street. And I mean, that would be their biggest fear that their kids are going to get caught up in drug gangs and they do. And they are, they lead their end up owing a debt and having to do work for these gangs. I mean, that's exactly what happened in Drogheda. And that could happen in any town or city in this country. Mm. And in Drogheda, the gang just basically, you know, as they always do, divided. There's ambition on both sides. It starts off with very sort of small stuff, you know, maybe knocking a car uh, wing mirror off one another's cars, spraying a bit of graffiti. And it builds and builds and builds. And the culmination of that, obviously, was the dismemberment of a teenage boy Mm -hmm. who himself had been groomed into the gang as one of these sort of low level enforcers. The big guys don't do anything. They they take the money yeah. and they sort of make, give the directions. And of course, the biggest boys of all are out in Dubai and they have been directing, you know, and have in the past and in, in the most recent past directed all sorts of uh, murder and um, misery really on the streets back home here. Mm. I, do you think, uh, um, Nicola, that the person snorting a line before they go out on a Saturday night or nipping in to do a quick line in the toilet in between their few pints or between the pub and the club and like that going back to their good solid job and their mm. nice car on a, on a Monday morning. Do you think that they miss the point that Kian Mulready Woods is partially on them? Or do they care? Do you know what I mean? Is That's it the question. It do they care? It's, it's a different world to them, you know? It's a completely different world. It's somewhere far away, even though it might be up the road or if you're living in a particular town where there's a gun murder or somebody gets killed. You see, every now and then, there's somebody caught in the crossfire and 
that's the moment the politicians stand up and go, this has to stop. You know, we have to do something about this. There are some sort of, of these murders. Sometimes a very innocent soul is killed in the middle of a, a, you know, a gang feud. And we get this political reaction and you get a little bit of pushback. And, um, you know, there's, we're very reactive in this country. And maybe it's the same everywhere. But we don't sort of seem to lay down the groundwork or have... The community workers, obviously, are the ones on the front line here. Those community groups that are working in areas trying to keep kids away from the gangs. They're not funded in the same way the police are funded to sort of try and bring them down. So we have all this money being thrown at the problem, but I'm just not sure that we're thinking long term about it. We're kind of constantly reacting. We're putting out fires, you know, in one part of the country something will blow up in another part of the country. Everybody rushes down there to try and quell the violence or whatever. And all the while, you have this party going on in the background where, you know, people are funding it. I mean, we're a bit like that as human beings, aren't we? We know about climate change. We know what's coming for us if we don't change our ways. And yet we just carry on regardless. Mm. Um, You made a point in another interview that I listened to, Nicola, uh, the, the comparison was made with, well, we're very choosy about where our food comes from, our fruit, our vegetables, our meat. We don't care where our cocaine comes from. Exactly. And, you know, looking into the future as much as we can, um, because, you know, who can? But you're trying to sort of see trends happening elsewhere. And the fact of the matter is, I think Europe and indeed England and Ireland are facing probably over the next few years, an influx of fentanyl, which yeah. is the drug that has been pushed up into the US. It's causing the death of Sleep hundreds of thousands of people. Many celebrities, you know, Prince and various other people have died from this drug. And it's just been pushed into the entire drug system, including cocaine. So people don't know what they're buying or whether there's any fentanyl in it. And I think that's coming at Europe very soon. Mm-hmm. There's been warnings and reports that the Mexicans have moved into the market here um, and they're they're looking at it as, as growth. I mean, we have had very little incidents of fentanyl. There was a number of years ago, a couple of overdoses. It sort of filtered its way into the drug system. But, um, I mean, that doesn't seem to be enough even in the US to, to stop recreational users they still take their chances so we have this sort of underlying issue which i spoke to dr colin o'gara about he's in the john of gods he's the head of uh, addiction services there he's really really interesting guy and you know he sort of suggests that there's something in our dna that we're quite a traumatized population that life is hard and busy and you know, stressful, and that we do have this sort of underlying tendency to turn to the drink, really to relax, and maybe that's why we're such prolific users also of cocaine. I personally was looking at some data showing that the like a lot of the users are certainly a high percentage of them are guys within the 25 to 35 age group. Now, there's an area of life where you need a lot of confidence to go out there, don't you, and to mm-hmm. socialise. And I think that's part of it as well. Mm-hmm. How do you work mm-hmm. on that? Dutch, Dutch you... courage has become more Colombian courage. Well, exactly. <laughs> there's a great phrase now. There's a title. You can have that book. one. You can have but, that one uh, for free. Dutch yeah. courage has become Colombian Yeah, no you'll, no, you'll sue me for that. You'll sue me if I ever use that one, <laughs> but I like it. You're welcome <laughs> 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Make the comparison, though, with another drug that's been around since forever, and that's heroin. The cocaine and heroin, they've both been there. in you know, They're everywhere. But we don't... Ha- we, we, yeah. we look on heroin sort of down our nose and go, heroin, oh, God. Oh, God, look at that, heroin. That. And then yeah. we kind of... Oh, look, there's cocaine over there. We, they're there. They're both there in, in high availability, easy availability. We seem to have a different attitude to heroin. We do, and I think the users do as well. I mean, heroin is an addictive drug, physically addictive drug, and people trying to come off it often have to go into residential uh, rehabilitation to come off it because there's massive physical side effects for that. Cocaine is more a psychologically addictive drug than Uh, physically. So they're different in that way. So a heroin user will get up in the morning and they will literally have to, you know, beg, steal or borrow to get their fix. And they'll hide away to take it. They won't be in a trendy pub or club, you know, pulling it out and passing it around. Whereas cocaine has this image that it's okay to to do that. I mean, there's reports all over the country of people using it openly, openly in pubs. It's been sold openly. There's no shame attached to it. I always feel very sorry for heroin users. I'm sure you see them around Cork yourself. Yeah. No, I mean, they're broken people. They're Dublin. destroyed. Broken people. And like most of them um, will have some underlying trauma in their lives or they've had, you know, a childhood of pain. Mm-hmm. And this drug is something that they take because they're sort of totally addicted to that moment when that pain goes. So it's a completely different thing, whereas cocaine is, you know, cocaine is this thing that's going to up your mood, keep you awake at night, keep you awake, sorry, rather during the night, sort of revive you maybe if you're feeling time to go home. And so it's a totally different thing. But there's an addiction to that as well, really, that feeling, that sensation. And I think what happens is people start taking it and they just put it down to being recreational. And then it sort of creeps into, like, you know, 
instead of using one night a week, they're using two, three, they're spending more money on it. The personalities will change and it has bad effects on moods and all the rest of it. But again, people taking it know all that. They don't need me and I'm not a medical person. They don't need me to tell them that. But um, it's kind of been used like teenagers, teenagers using cocaine. When did that happen? Yeah. And they are. And, yeah. and they're, they're seeing it as a totally normal thing as part of their their growing up process, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that is a long way from when I was growing up. It's the availability of it that yeah. is... There was a retired, or a, I think he was on the point of retirement, was an assistant commissioner of the guards a few years ago. Nicola said it's in every corner of every village mm. in Ireland. Was it Christy you know, was his first name? That was Christy Mangan, who yeah. has just retired. And Christy Mangan... Um, who I've known all my career and all his. I mean, I remember meeting Christy Mangan when he was covering, he was a drug squad officer and I was covering Rathfarnham District Court in Dublin as a rookie reporter. And he has had a career, he's seen it all. But he ended up at the end of his career in Drogheda, just at that time when that feud broke out. And um, Christy would say that the balance of power almost topped in Drogheda and it almost became the town was on the verge of being run by the gangs that's how serious the situation was and really he didn't get the national support up there until the the death of Keen Mulready Woods which was so unacceptable for us that a child would be kidnapped and dismembered and his body parts left around the country I mean that was like something that happened in Mexico. I was getting calls at that stage from the UK, from Australia. You know, this was a, a an international story. This had happened in Ireland. Um, and that's, at that moment, I think then he got the national support he needed. Mm-hmm. And that, listen, that feud has touch wood quelled. It'll always still be rumbling in the background in the same way as, you know, the Kinahan Hutch feud in Dublin. While we haven't seen any murders, those deep divides are still going to be there forevermore. Mm. But, you know, when you're looking at bringing in the army into a town to try and control the gangs, That's how bad it you is. have a serious, serious problem. And, you know, the thing that has shown up again and again from these massive phone hacks, I won't go into the details of them for you because it's long and complex, but basically the cops have been able to listen in on the communication systems the gangs use. They've had two major hacks in Europe over the past few years, and they've been listening live to what's been going on in the underworld. And the big takeaway point, I think, for Europol has been the amount and the level of corruption. And that's corruption of the judiciary, of the police, of the port workers, you know, of the industries that are around transport of this drug and corruption comes with it and very much we have to be awake to that here in Ireland Mm. as well. I think personally the fishing industry are under a lot of pressure from the gangs and you have reports of fishermen now I'm not talking about in Ireland but in Europe being shown pictures of their children and being told you need to go out to such and such a navigation point at this time at night and bring this stuff in for us some of them the corruption is a willing corruption people want money they want to be paid for something They see it as just passing on a bit of information. But we have to be just aware of all of this, all of this. And certain industries need extra protection now. Mm -hmm. You have, and it comes through, Nicola, and it always has, in fact, through all of your your writing over the years, you have incredible respect for the guards and the efforts that they put in to quell this. 
Well, when you when you see them, what they're going into, I don't know. Did you watch that thing on Virgin the Guards? It did, was called did, the, did, the, yeah. something District before, but I thought inside that was a brilliant Inside the K. It was called originally, and the second series, which is on, it was on recently, it was called The Guards. Brilliantly made documentary, fly on the wall. Took a long time to make, but you see the situation they're going out into, and the kind of people they're dealing with, and the chaos, and how they're trying to navigate. You know, maybe arresting somebody who's running a crack den in a house where there's children in it, and how they want to leave um, a memory of those children that they were respected and not because you know you don't want the guards you don't want communities or young people to think that the guards are just out to get them yeah. you know that is another issue that's always been there um someone asking here have you family I, connections to the guards i actually do have members of my wider family who are guards but i've never been a complete and utter songstress for the guards i can no, tell I know you that, yeah. i've done as much i've done as much work uh, pointing out some of their uh, incapabilities as I have their capabilities. But I know certainly within the, the dismantling of the Kinahan organisation, within the work they've done around drugs, I would admire the guys on the ground going out. There are many of them unarmed and they're going into situations where uh, these gangs are all armed now and they are so trigger happy. Um, and, you know, I mean, again, I don't, I don't particularly... Uh, have a particular grow for the guards. I'm not somebody who's coming out saying everything they do is right. Never have been. Mm. Um, but I think that they're facing down a monster. And I think that they are not the only ones that we need to see as fighting this. I mean, we need education. We need social services. We need the community workers as well to be well-funded, well-respected, and given as much of a forum as the guards are when with, with their work. Yeah. because it's as important. If they can navigate a young person through, it's only a small period, really, of their lives when we're all being daft between, you know, whatever you are, 16 and 19, 20. Usually, if you get to the other side of that, yeah. you get a bit of sense, maybe a job, a car, a girlfriend or a boyfriend, whatever it is, and you settle down a bit. But it's just the ability to navigate them away from the gangs through that and, you know, we'd all be in a better place. It's it's all in here and you wish it was fiction, but it's not. You're bringing the show on the road, Nicola. You're doing a, a, you're coming to the Everyman in February. You're touring with this as, as a stage show. Yes, and um, I did a, a show earlier this year um, on Omerta, which I was down in Cork for that as well it is a sort of a live interactive story of this sort of monster that has kind of rolled in on the high seas and you know covers the entire country like a blizzard um, and there's lots of interesting stories you know it's not just all about statistics there's lots of interesting characters that have tried their hand at becoming you know cocaine lords some of them have failed some of them have succeeded there's lots of interesting sort of connections between high society and uh, you know gangland um, and it'll be all those stories um, I do a second part which is a kind of a more entertaining shall we say but it's a live podcast with my co-host on the, the crime world show Niall Donald so look I don't know I never thought I'd be bringing this kind of thing to the stage but there's an appetite for it, it sure people is. are interested in this as long as you're sort of doing something as regards the education of people 
you know, I'll just keep doing it. Well, congratulations on yet another fine piece of writing, Nicola Talent, author of Cocaine Cowboys, also podcaster, and many other strings to her bow, coming to the Everyman, February 15th, 2024. Tickets available now. Uh, that's It's a great read. It's a frightening read. And the most frightening thing when you tell yourself every few pages is this is true. Quartz 96 FM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.